All right, everybody, welcome to B.O. Boys for Friday, May 26th. Fuck it, it's a raw feed. We're doing it live on Clayton. Yeah, I'm Pat. Clayton, it is a holiday weekend. There are more movies coming out this weekend than we could count, but we're going to try and count them all, preview them all. I mean, let, let's just get into it. Clayton, it's Little Mermaid weekend. How are, how are you feeling on this on this high holiday? Good. I'm feeling good. I mean, listen. Are you well rested? This is, uh, am I well rested? Yeah, you well rested, ready for this big weekend. All these big movies. No, Are you well rested? No. You, uh, listen, there's no rest for the wicked, as they say. Mm. We're not rested. We're 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 looking at numbers. We're we're uh, looking at tracking. There's no time to rest. Good. I'm glad you know? that's what you said. If you said you were well rested, I would have freaked the f out. So exactly. I knew that was a trick. I'm going to fall into that trap. I am excited for this movie. Mm -hmm. I'm excited for it to finally come out. Any of these movies that are Twitter fodder annoy me. The, 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 the conversation annoys me. The movie itself does not annoy me. The conversation, the controversy, the the controversies just need to end. This thing needs to be watched by the people it's intended for, which is children. Yes. yes. Okay. Yes. And keepers of children and guardians. This is children and guardians, parents, guardians and children. Okay. This is little mermaid is one of the, what four jewels of the nineties and late eighties Disney Renaissance. I mean, it's the one that Everybody, kicked it off 89, you know, Disney with their animation, they were in the doghouse. They're putting out, uh, the, for the sorcerer and the stone and, and all that other BS that was flopping in the early eighties, mm-hmm. black cauldron, black cauldron. And then little mermaid comes out in 89 and it's a new Renaissance and it's, it's Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast and Aladdin and Lion King. Those other three movies, they've already had their live action remakes. Mermaid is the last one of the golden renaissance era to get its live action remake. And, yep. you know, I, to me, the only question is, can this possibly be the biggest of them? There, There is no world in which this is not giant. It is. It is more... Is this truly the biggest? Well, I guess it can't be because Lion King made like a billion and a half or whatever. Oh, and Beauty and the Beast. I think I I I I think right now what we need to worry about is is this thing going to open big? Yes. Is this yes. going to open plus uh, uh, over a hundred? Mm-hmm. And I think the answer is yes. I think the answer is a resounding yes. I mean, now if we're talking three day, that's a bigger question, right? Mm-hmm. If it goes over a hundred three day, I mean, it'll definitely go over a hundred four day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't, that's a disaster. That's a disaster, but that's not going to happen. That's not no, going to happen. But does it get to that beautiful round 100 number, maybe 100 plus in the three-day weekend, right? That's, I think, the big question. Right, right. Do do the, do the people want to be part of this world? Right, right. And, and you know, you look at the other uh, uh, d- live-action remakes of those Disney classics – those all opened over a hundred million for the three day. And I'm looking, I think Aladdin mm-hmm. in 2019 opened basically this same weekend. I'm pretty sure that was a memorial weekend. And yes, it was May 24th, 2019. Okay. That mm-hmm. opened to 
91 million for the three day. So it didn't get okay. to 100, but it it was over 100 for the four day weekend, but not the three so day weekend. Going deeper, Aladdin, did it have any competition? Let's see. So, uh, like, so did it have a week two of something big? So Aladdin came out May 24, 2019, and it was. Uh, oh, these were the new movies opening this weekend. Brightburn, which is the James Ooh. Gunn uh, uh, faux Superman as a kid movie. That opens to well, 7.8. he produced it. It was his brother, I think, that actually was the creative engine behind it. Right, that. right. He produced it. And Booksmart came out that mm. weekend and opened to 6.9. So the short answer is no. It didn't have anything yeah. huge opening against it. Though... Actually, Aladdin in 2019 opened to the second weekend of Avengers Endgame. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. Uh, Let me just double check that. Yes, that looks like it was the second weekend of Avengers Endgame. Yeah. Okay, so that, that definitely makes sense because 91 felt low for that. But the other thing, too, when you think about that Aladdin movie is that people were not a hundred percent sure about that movie that some people thought that was going to be a disaster. Some people thought that Will Smith genie looked ridiculous, but then it ended up being a huge, obviously huge hit. Good word of mouth. Kids loved it. Star performance by Will Smith. And so I do think that that movie may have lost a little bit of money to the phenomenon that was Endgame. And correction, correction there. I I, I looked at the graph incorrectly. This was the fifth weekend of Endgame. It's the fifth weekend of uh, Endgame. It's the second weekend of John Wick 3. So apologies. Okay, there. so and forget everything I just said. Everything you just said was based except off of, for Except for. Until, oh wait, no. Except for. The fact that people were dubious about this Aladdin. Yes, they were And dubious. I do think that more people went to see it uh, by the end of the week than they did, you know, in the, this first weekend. They saw it the next weekend or after that. That movie had really great legs because I think it was a combination of the director, mm-hmm. right? And the star, Will, being, can he do you know, can he, can he be that sort of character? And he, uh, the, the answer is a resounding yes. Well, and, and that people wanted to see an Aladdin movie, you know, and I think Aladdin is a great comp for this little mermaid and that heading into Aladdin, there was a lot of hand wringing. Oh, the trailers were bad or people not going to want to mm-hmm. see this. And then the movie opened and kids wanted to see the live action Aladdin. And Guardians mm-hmm. had to take their kids to see the live-action Aladdin. And weeks went on, and kids kept wanting to see the live-action Aladdin. That is what's going to happen with this Little Mermaid movie. All of yeah. this online Twitter BS will be meaningless because it is the Little Mermaid, and kids are going to want to go see this. It's going to be They're going to want to sing Under the Sea. I yes. mean, who doesn't love Under the Sea? I mean, this one has some really great songs. As all of them do. I don't know. They probably added songs because they padded out. The the one issue I have with this, and this is just aesthetically Mm -hmm. in the sense that they keep getting longer and longer, these live action remakes. And I think that is because the Nielsen ratings for streaming 
is all about hours streamed. Wow. So when you when this goes on Disney Plus, you know, they're going to want I was about to say Bob Chapstick, but he's long gone. No, he's in the dirt. Iger is going to want this movie to get eyeballs mm-hmm. for a long time. That's why these things are so long. Yes. Is because it's all about the as long as you can stare at a screen when it comes to the Nielsen's for streaming. So that's why these, that's my theory. I have nothing backing that up other than that's a, intuition. That's great intuition. It, yeah, uh, yeah. Totally. And the fact that they're really Disney plus, they're really pushing Disney plus as the home for all this stuff. Obviously they want to own every child's eyeballs yep. And the longer those eyeballs are pasted to the screen watching Little Mermaid, the bigger this movie looks on streaming. Yep. That is that is such no one ever talks about why these movies are so much longer. And you're right. It's for the streaming watch time because the original Little Mermaid is a tidy like 84 minutes. And mm-hmm. that does not do it for Disney Plus having the, the kids just watch 84 minutes. So they add six more songs that no one likes. But it yeah. keeps them there an extra 45 minutes, and that's huge. And and yeah. I don't think that's going to affect the box office. I don't think, you know, even aside from the controversy, I see all of these people on Twitter. Oh, you know, the, the frame, it isn't as colorful as the cartoon. It's not. Yeah, it's not going to be as good. It's not going to be no. as good. But guess what? That will not matter because kids mm-hmm. will just want to see the talking fish sing the talking fish song that's Mm -hmm. what the kids care about um yeah and isn't flounder played by jacob tremblay let's let's take a look at this little mermaid cast uh, and see if there are any i think value ads who will bring anything extra to this movie so uh let's see jacob tremblay is flounder that is big Jacob Tremblay is a movie star. He had yes, he had um, uh, the movie Wonder with Julia Roberts, and he had Good Boys, which he was the above the title draw for that. He is yeah. a movie star. He's going to bring the kids in as Flounder. Yes. Um, then you have got, I mean, Melissa McCarthy as Ursula. You know, she's sort of in the Will Smith as the genie spot. Everyone likes Melissa McCarthy, and I think there's going to be a lot of goodwill for the fact that Melissa McCarthy is in a big movie that's not directed and written by Ben Falcone. I do think people are going to be really happy about that. Yes, yes. Um, I don't think she's at the caliber of Will Smith uh, where he was when Aladdin came out. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't think it's not a one to one here. Like she definitely is the sort of, you know, generational star that is in this movie. But I just and I also we we heard and I think I don't know if it was Jeff Bakker who was saying it like I don't think she's really she's not the center of this the way Will Smith was. No, no. I mean, like when people remember that movie, they remember him. Mm hmm. I don't think that's going to be the case here. I think what they'll remember is the young woman who's playing the Little Mermaid. Yes, yes, and which it should be because that's what that movie was—the original movie was about—and the other movie, Aladdin, was about the genie. Was about the genie. Yes, and and I think that Haley Bailey, Halle Bailey, Halle Bailey, is going to be a. 
big plus for this Little Mermaid movie. And listen, she's not someone who is very known to you and I, Clayton, which is good Mm -hmm. because we are not the age group that should be uh, knowing everything there is to know about Halle Bailey, Haley Bailey. We shouldn't shouldn't know anything about her or else I think the police would have to be keeping tabs on us. It is good that we don't have posters of her on our wall and are intimately Mm -hmm. familiar with all of her works. But what I do know is she's on Grownish, which is a TV show that ran for like four years. So there's an audience there. And more importantly, she makes her own music and the young people like her music and are buying her music. And she's bringing an audience that is her own. And that is what you want when you're casting a young star. in this is someone who's going to bring their own audience to the movie. She's going to do that. We're not in that audience, which is good. We should not be in that audience. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you know what? She's go, everyone's going to want to see this movie. And I think it's going to be a situation where it's going to be a very diverse audience, which whenever we go through the demos after movie openings, it's always better when you see a more diverse audience come to a movie. That only means more people are going to go. And I think you're going to probably have black audiences over index for this opening weekend, which Mm -hmm. is great. That helps the box office. And I think she, in the end, after whatever BS controversies were online, she's going to be a big plus for this movie this weekend. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, Pat, do you want to give, do you want to just say what we think is going to happen here with this numbers-wise? Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the, uh, the tracking here on Box Office Pro, yeah. And they are giving a three-day weekend estimated at 117.8. So they are starting to come in high, which is great. Mm-hmm. The tracking on this is going up and up. And their four-day yeah. tracking is in a range of 130 to 155. So, I mean, it's interesting because you look at Beauty and the Beast as a comp. You know, the last princess movie, throw out Lion King, throw out Aladdin, even Aladdin's not a print, a princess movie, the, the princess movie, beauty and the beast that got to 174 in a three day weekend in March. So that's the highest end of this. And I don't think little mermaid, I don't think any of us think it's getting there, but it does make me think that. For a three day, this is Little Mermaid's going to open on the high end of expectations. I think it could do, I'm going to go 128 for the three day mm-hmm. and 160 for the four day. I love it. The thing that I think Little Mermaid has going for it, you mentioned the princess aspect of this. Now, what in this top 10, and I don't want to genderize, but I'm going to just for the purposes of this, because a lot of little girls like princesses, right? I mean, this is something that I think I can say with some sort of, you know, uh, I don't want to say authority, but it's something that we historically know has been the case, yeah. right? Hey, I think Princess Peach was a big factor in Super Mario Brothers doing so well. Yeah, and I was going to say is that 
other than that, which is in its what? I mean, this movie's been out for what? How many weeks now at this point, Super Mario Brothers? They've had their fill of Princess Peach. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Nothing else here is for the little girls. You know, Fast X isn't, Guardians of the Galaxy isn't, About My Father's not going to be. No. You know, the machine, God forbid, of course not. Kandahar, Evil Dead Rise, none of this stuff none of right, this for little is girls. for little girls. So I do think, you know, the rats need their cheese mm-hmm. and the little lady rats need their cheese mm-hmm. as well. So I do think this is going to do really, really well. I'm going to go 120 for three day. And then I'm going to go, I'm going to go at the highest of this tracking here and I'm going to go 155. Okay. But, but, uh, but I think this could go higher. I definitely think this could go higher. I mean, in all honesty. Okay. So looking at just comparing it to Super Mario Brothers in April, that movie opened to 146 in the three day and 204, Uh, 204 in the four day weekend. Um, yeah, God, I mean, could don't go crazy. No, no, here, Pat, no, no, I'm not going to go crazy. But could, no, no, no. But could little mermaid get to 180 in the four day? I'm going 170. I don't think there's a world. I, I think there's a world in which this does get to 180 for the four day. I could see that. Uh, I mean, it all depends on how good this buzz is audience wise. Once people see it, right? Yeah. I and I also think it's like the this is not new. The Mario Brothers was yes, a first IP yeah. that hadn't been exploited. Yeah. You know, they did an expert job of promoting it. And I think they've done a really good job with Little Mermaid too. I mean, everybody knows Little Mermaid's coming out. I mean, your the biggest challenge is to cut through all of the uh, Michigash. Mm-hmm. And people knowing when a movie's coming out. Yep. That's probably the, I mean, even more so than this is going to be a good movie yep. or any of that stuff. It's when is this movie going out? Yes. That is going to, that, when is it coming out? That's the biggest message you can get across. And yep. they have effectively said that Mermaid owns this holiday weekend. Yes, yes, yes. This is Little Mermaid weekend. Love it, hate it, or shrug about it. You know it's coming out. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Everyone knows. Yeah. The marketing has done what it had to do. People know it's here. Kids are excited about it and they're getting out of school early. I mean, this is going Mm -hmm. to be an absolute monster this weekend. I think it could hit 180 for the four day. I think that is that would be. Amazing. And you know what? I hope it does. Of course. I, I hope it does. I hope this thing goes as big as it can go. Because at the end of the day, yes, it's a, I mean, if we're getting into it, I mean, it is another product from Disney. They're exploiting their old IPs, but it's their IP though. It ain't, it's not my IP. If they're going to exploit IP, exploit your own IP. That's what I say to everyone. Exploit your own IP. Don't exploit your neighbor's IP when they're not looking, but but exploit your own IP. Yes, but it's, I mean, that's one of the commandments. Yes. But um, thou shalt not exploit thy neighbor's IP. Mm -hmm. But I think 
just, you know, call me whatever this weekend. But these little kids who want to see this movie, it doesn't mean anything to them other than, oh, here's a princess underwater who's a mermaid. That sounds cool. Yep. Oh, and she sings. Yep. Oh, and I know her from that sh- that show. Oh, this is fu- this is going to be fun. Right. This is going to be great. Right. I, I usually am in school and I'm watching a mermaid sing. Right. Right. Sing songs I already know, which is the thing a kid wants more than anything, is the thing they already like. So to be completely uncynical, good. Mm -hmm. I'm glad. I'm glad for this. Mm -hmm. Good for this movie. Good for those kids. Have some fun. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, if $180 million worth of people go see this movie, good. That means $180 million worth of people had a good fucking vacation. Yes. 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 No, this is, this is very exciting. We're both excited for this movie. It's going to be huge and it's Disney exploiting its own IP, which is totally fine. Mm -hmm. It's totally moral. Of course. Um, okay. So there are movies opening against the little mermaid and, and luckily there are no movies that are opening against the little mermaid going for the same audience. There are, there are three movies opening against it i think that are all splitting the audience amongst themselves but uh, yeah i mean it's kind of weird this this, this re- these release dates for these three movies about my father yeah. which is the sebastian Mat- maniscalco mm-hmm. and robert de niro comedy yep yep kandahar Starring uh, the man, the myth, the star, Jerry Butler. Mm-hmm. And then the machine. Yeah. Starring Burt Kreischer. Yeah. All coming out in the same weekend, mm-hmm. which is the ones that, it, the one that's crazy to me is the machine and about my father. Like two comedies coming out the same weekend. And I know one is skewing way older well, about my father. But they're both comedies that are based on the acts of stand-up comedians. And it's not like there are movies like that coming out every weekend. I mean, mm-hmm. studio big screen comedies are so rare these days. And yeah. stand-up comedians getting films based off their act are so rare these days. How is it yeah. possible that two of these movies had to open on the exact same day? It feels like it's just demeasuring between these two stand-up comedians where Sebastian Maniscalco and Burt Kreischer, they, they, neither of them are going to back off. You know, they see each other at the clubs. They run into each other at the Chuckle Hut and, in you know, Banana Shack in, in Sheboygan. And they both have these movies scheduled for the same date and neither of them are going to do the smart thing and move their movie because it's just demeasuring. Yeah. Sebastian Maniscalco, though, doesn't he skew, doesn't his audience skew older than Kreischer's audience, I feel like, is under 40. And... I feel like Sebastian Maniscalco's audience is over 40. Yes. Like Sebastian Maniscalco is going to be someone whose videos my mom 
sends me that she saw on Facebook. Yes. And Bert Kreischer is going to be a video that I, if I, I don't have a nephew, but if I had a nephew, my nephew would send me, I guess the link to his appearance on Rogan. I don't know, but, but definitely like it's a nephew versus mother situation with these comics. Yeah. But in the end, I mean, in the end though, I still think they're still going after an audience that wants to go see a movie based on the act of a, a male stand-up comedian. It, it, here's the thing. I will use, you know, my own personal experience here in that with my YouTube algorithm, mm-hmm. I looked up one interview with Mark Norman. Great comic. Yes. Great, great comic. Yep. Watched one interview with him. Mm-hmm. And what I got fed was a ton of Burt Kreischer after that. Okay. Right. Burt Kreischer here, Burt Kreischer that. Here in that whole crew, that whole crew of, I don't want to name the rest of them because they don't make, they don't matter in this conversation. They don't matter. But I was never once fed a Sebastian Maniscalco Mm -hmm. video from watching or trying to not watch auto-playing Burt Kreischer videos, right? So they are not the same demo, dude. They are not in that same camp. If you had You're if you had done looking... if you had done a YouTube search and watched a video where someone ate a bowl of pasta into a camera for 14 minutes straight and that was the video you watched, do you think the recommended videos next to that would have been Sebastian Maniscalco stand-up clips? Were they sh- if they were shirtless, it'd be Burt Kreischer. Like okay. I don't think mm. I think if I had watched, you know, I don't know. I, 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 see, I I just think he's such an older. I think he's sort of a Joe Coy. Like I feel like that's the level that he is, where he doesn't have Sebastian Maniscalco does not have a podcast that millions of people listen to. No, I mean he he's is a touring stand up. He's he's known, but the thing is, it's not the same audience. It's not the Sebastian same Maniscalco okay. does not have a young audience. Burt Kreischer has a young audience. So we're looking at, honestly, dude, is the book club audience going to go see this movie with De Niro and Sebastian Maniscalco? Wow. And are the like barstool bros going to go see the Burt Kreischer Movie. Well, let, let's let's drill down for a second on the Burt Kreischer movie, The Machine. So I yeah. know nothing about Burt Kreischer. I don't think I've ever listened to a podcast where he's been a guest, where he's been a host, where he's, you know, ads for his podcast have been played on. the. I, I, I know nothing about him. Well, you've heard him on Who Are These Podcasts, though. I've I've never I've never I've never heard anything about him. So. I want really? to just quickly watch. I know he's a he's a larger guy who's shirtless a lot. I I I like I am aware of him in the public consciousness. I want to just as we talk, I'm just gonna start playing the official red band trailer for the machine in the background. Uh, okay. So I'm Will watching the audience this. be able to hear this? Uh no, I mean I'm just I'm just gonna talk through. So he's in Russia. In the 60s, so he's shirtless. 
and there's Russian people. So is this is this about a young him, I guess? It looks like there's an actor playing a young him. Then they're cutting to him doing stand-up. So it's sort of like a Seinfeld conceit where it's like some of him in the club and then some of the story. Now, there is so much guys being shirtless. There's women by a pool. Now, Burt Kreischer is like trying to get a shirt on, but it's like small because he's big. Um, now he's at a party. Mark Hamill is there. So here's what I'm getting from watching this trailer, Clayton. This could be like a breakout party movie. You know, like it's a thing we, we used to get in the 90s and even the 2000s, like just a movie to go to where guys are going to go because there's dudes and chicks partying. Like, do you think there is any breakout potential for this because it's a party comedy with dudes and chicks partying? Well, it's not a party comedy. It's an action comedy. Okay, now, yeah. Now, oh, someone does have a plastic bag over their head and they're screaming. But you you get that kind of stuff in the Hangover movies where it's like people partying and then violence, but they're always drunk. Like, he looks like he's going to be drunk the whole movie. He's taking his shirt off again. Like in this trailer, there's like like eleven or twelve shots where he has a shirt on and then takes it off. Well, that's his thing. And this movie, the trailer looks like uh, the Hangover Three, which just turned into a crime movie. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm just watching a scene where he shoots someone, and then that causes three other people to shoot each other. So it is going to be very violent, but. I think that he his shirt is off again. He just lit a cigar with a machine gun. I I don't know. Watching that trailer, I think this could be a sleeper hit. Um, here's what this reminds me of. Okay. Now this is his famous bit that he talks about. This. Russian machine. He was called the machine. This is the story that made his career, right? This to me feels like a Chuck Barris situation. You know, Chuck Barris, the host of the gong show Uh who claimed he was a assassin for the government. Yes. yes. And George Clooney directed a movie. Confessions uh, of a dangerous mind. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. This is a tall tale. Obviously. I mean, there may be some truth to it, whatever. But when you say breakout, what are we talking even with a comedy? Well, right? Because I know Austin, one of your boy Austin, sent us an email mm-hmm. and he thinks this could be, uh, this could open bigger than people are expecting. He's going like 8 million on this when everybody else is going between three and five he's, because he thinks he's in that young demographic. So right. he, he may know that I, those people might not be tracked the way that. People who are like, I'm not going to see Little Mermaid because blah, 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 blah. Right. These guys, whoever are going to see this movie are out drinking on Friday nights. They're not tweeting about controversies online. Right. Mm -hmm. They're just listening to their Burt Kreischer podcast and their Barstool Sports podcast. And they are then just either getting wasted at a bar and and just going over to the theater to 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 you know after they puke and rally to see the machine they're not trackable people mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they're off the grid they're not off the grid but they're not going to be like 
yo, going to see the machine tonight or going to see the machine in two weeks. You know, it's like they they're not going to do that. They're just going to do what they want to do. Right. They're animals. They will move in a herd. So if if the alpha says, let's go to see the machine, then all of them will follow. Right. So you just need some strong alphas to push people to this movie. I mean, here's here's just I'm just going to pull out some quotes from what Austin says. And, you know, again, Austin is a young guy who's just full of life, living life, loving life. And he says, and now the movie I really want to talk about, and this is all caps, the motherfucking machine. So right there is an enthusiasm that a young man feels for this Burt Kreischer movie, the motherfucking machine. That's what he calls it. So back Mm -hmm. to the, uh, back to Austin's email. Side note, I am an absolute sucker for these kind of dumb, sophomoric, fat guy falling down kind of comedies. One of my all-time favorite movies when I was a kid was Paul Blart, Mall Cop. Um, mm-hmm. And he says... That is actually... Paul Blart is underrated. I, I watched that recently, and it is a fun movie. Okay. I, I, I trust you. I may or may not have seen that. I honestly don't remember, but... Uh, he says, setting aside my personal biases, I think this might be in for a slight overperformance for the weekend. Uh, I think because this movie has no tracking of when I'm sending this. Uh, I'm just going off vibes. Um, but he says uh, he went to a movie recently. He went to a string of movies and the only trailers that popped with my crowd were for The Machine and Strays. Uh, mm-hmm. I think this movie looks like a ton of fun. And uh, he says, "I uh, this is from Austin, I do believe there's a bit of stacks appeal here too, as this kind of undemanding, easy, but also blatantly not right-wing comedy does have middle America appeal. Burt Kreischer does have some sort of fan base. I mean, again, I watched that trailer just now, and mm-hmm. it is, it's fat guy falling down. There's a moment in the trailer where he takes his shirt off and then he tries to do a kip up. And he can't do it because he's a fat guy and he falls on his big butt. And that's the type of thing we don't get in big screen comedies anymore. Just a Mm -hmm. a fat guy drinking and trying to do something. And instead he falls on his butt. And there's a void that the machine might be filling this weekend. And it's obviously counter-programming to the big movie that's coming out. And... Mm -hmm. Like you said, it's going for a young audience and that young audience isn't being tracked because they're partying and they're doing their thing and then they just wake up and go see the movie they want to see. Yeah. I, I like Box Office Pro mm-hmm. is putting about my father above the machine, which I think is a mistake. Yeah. I, I, I don't think I mean, if about my father does what Easter Sunday did, which was the Joe Coy movie, which opened in the low fives. Yep, opened to five point four. Yeah, in August. Which of that's what about my father? That's the same exact. I mean, yeah. maybe not the same ethnic makeup, but it definitely is the same amount of people will go see about my father. Mm-hmm. That this movie Lionsgate is in dire straits. They have not been able to promote this movie. We barely knew this movie was coming out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if we don't know this movie's coming out, then that is bad. I think the machine makes more than it. And I, I, I and I'd go with Austin, man. Yep. Why am I going to argue with Austin here when he's tapped into the young yep. youngsters, he's tapped into the young males. Yep. Yep. You know, 
I mean, he's in the locker rooms. He's snapping towels. He's he's doing reps. He's yep. he's you know he's doing all that shit. Yep, yep, yep. So so I feel like I'll go with him on that. I'll go eight on this. Yeah, I mean, and he's going. Uh, I think eleven for the four day, eleven million four day. I mean, you know, this movie wakes up on on uh, uh, Monday morning, Tuesday morning with eleven million in the bank. That's a big start for that's a movie a, based a, on the act of a of a stand up comedian in two thousand twenty three. Yeah. That's a big start. Is there any chance this movie goes wild and all about your father just does nothing? I mean, all about your father, all about my father. It could make three. Could I mean, make three. that could make three million dollars easily. Yeah. And and something like the machine, I think, is one of those movies that if dudes go see it you know we're recording this thursday night if they're seeing it tonight they see it friday night and it's awesome and when i say awesome mm-hmm. it's these dudes think it's awesome well and it's that what works. they expect from a burt kreischer movie yes right if yes. it's what they expect yes. if it's not neutered if it's violent and uh there's puking and there's partying and there's fat guys falling down and he takes his shirt off like what you want from a Burt Kreischer movie, if it is that, yep. then there's no limit to what this could do. Yeah, because I do think this is a movie where word could travel that if it's quote unquote awesome and and yeah, like you said, gives the gives that audience what they want, it could really go up big on Saturday and Sunday. And it could not have the NBA, you know, playoff commercials. It could have not have all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But this guy's on a fucking thousand podcasts a week. You know he's shoving it down people's throats. He's been shoving it down people's throats for months. Yeah. Right? And that is something that's not tracked. These mentions on podcasts, right? And so that's the thing. It's like there could be a wider audience that knows about this than is being tracked. Yes. And they, like I said, they may not go be going on their app in order to book a ticket. Mm-hmm. They're going to walk up to the window, half in the fucking bag, and be like, me and my bros, you know, six of them. Yep. Six tickets for the fucking machine. Yep. That's that's the other thing here is these bros travel in packs. Yes. And and they're all gonna go to the bar later that night, and they're all gonna go to the diner later that night, and they're gonna go in a big pack. And mm-hmm. and you could be scared of that pack or whatever. You could be wary about seeing this pack, but when that mm-hmm. pack shows up and buys six to 18 tickets for one showing in the machine, the movie theater is going to be psyched that these, these frat guys are traveling in a pack. And here's an underrated thing about this movie too. And I know like at some point we've talked about this forever. Box office needs to start integrating, um, um, the food that they buy, you know, the, uh, uh, I can't think of the, the concessions. Yes. Yes. You're telling me that a pack of six dudes going to see Burt Kreischer's The 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 Machine mm-hmm. after hopping bars mm-hmm. for three hours aren't going to buy pretzel bites and nachos yes. and hot dogs and giant sodas. Yeah, yeah. And th- this is going to be 
a group of people who are going to devour. They're going to eat you out of house and home over yes, there. Yes. So that's that's one of those things where this movie could be highly profitable for theaters, even if it doesn't sell as many tickets as you know the Maniscala right. uh, movie, which right. I don't think is going to be the case. I think the Maniscala movie is going to bomb. I yeah, think it's yeah. going to tank. And the audience, I think come- it does less than Easter Sunday. I agree. I agree because Easter Sunday also came out in. August of 22 when there was nothing coming out and it was like surprisingly mm-hmm. like a big-ish movie for what else was out. Uh, yeah, the Sebastian Maniscalco audience is going to come with food in their jackets. You mm-hmm. know, this is going to be an older yes. audience that is that is popping over Tupperware containers oh. to eat leftovers. But the This is a hard candy crowd. Yes. This is a yes. hard candy yeah, like the rappers yep. wrinkling and yep. wrinkling. Yes. But the, the audience coming to see the machine, these these frat packs, they are going to eat a lot and they'll eat anything. This is the theater's chance to get rid of those old hot dogs and those yes. curdled nacho cheese because these dudes will eat stuff on a dare. You know, the manager, yeah. if you're the manager of a theater this weekend, when you see the audience coming from the machine, You'd look at them and you say, "I bet you you wouldn't eat that hot dog," and they'll all they'll eat ten of the oldest hot dogs you got. You know how because they there want are themed. Puke. You know how some of the higher end theater chains have themed cocktails mm-hmm. and themed entrees for films. Yes, yes. Like you said, this is a chance. This is the machine dog, mm. which is this is the oldest hot dogs we have. Yep. Right. And this is a rule. This is like hot dog roulette. Right. You might be fine or you might have the runs or you you might get dysentery. We don't know. Right. But that is part of the charm. Ten dollars a dog. See what's up. Right. 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 And all their buddies are going to be like, you got to do it, bro. You got to do it. I'll do it. If you do it, you got to do it. You got to do it. Right. Right. Because it's all about peer pressure. Yeah. And so that's I mean, that's. These are these are endless possibilities for these theater chains. If if I'm a theater chain, I'm putting this into action Friday night. Yes, yes, yes. You have to have dare food ready for the yeah. audience for the machine. Yeah, because they're gonna. Are wanna... you are you enough of a machine to eat this hot dog? Yep, yep. That'll that that'll yeah. And you could charge whatever you want for it. Because the, the puke these, and rally dog, whatever you want to call it. Yes, yes. Because these dudes, they want to puke, and they want to uh, send pictures of it to Bert Kreischer on Instagram. You know, they want the machine to know that they ate the machine dog or the puke and rally dog at a yeah. screening of the machine. I love it. I love this. Yeah. I, and the more we talk about it, and having seen this trailer with the sound off. And reading Austin's email, I am very bullish on the machine this weekend. And and one of our uh, listeners, he goes by the handle Bill Brasky on social media. Um, He's a big comedy guy. And I am sure right now he is listening to this episode, the B.O. Boys, with a big smile on his face. Because we're predicting this could be a weekend when comedy starts to make a comeback at the box office. Get And also... It's a nice way of getting the the you know the getting everything ready for when no hard feelings opens in June. Get people and to then remember. strays and later then sh- in August. Yeah. 
Strays could be big because you know what you know. I'm seeing a lot of commercials for Strays during the NBA. Yep, yep, yeah. This is uh, this it's the exact crowd that you want. This is potentially the start of a little renaissance at the box office for comedy. But we both agree the Sebastian Maniscalco De Niro movie is going to uh, is going to tank. Now let's quickly talk about. Kandahar, the yeah. Jerry Butler action film that's opening. Box Office Pro has it between two point five and five million dollars. This is an open road situation. Oh boy. This just feels like a dump to me because you're gonna put this out second weekend of Fast X. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I mean, this just feels to me like listen, we love Jerry Butler and he can make I mean, listen, he made Plane a, I don't want to say hit, but Plane made more money because he was in it than anybody else. Right. But but Plane uh, just has had such a fun vibe to it in the marketing. Yeah. I mean, I'm just going to read just real quick the one-sentence plot of Kandahar. So Kandahar okay. is about Tom Harris, an undercover CIA, CIA operative, is stuck deep in hostile territory in Afghanistan. When an intelligence leak exposes his identity and mission, he must fight his way out alongside his Afghan translator to an extraction point in Kandahar. I mean, here's the thing. We just had the covenants. We just had, we the, just covenant. had the covenant. And and that that ate it. Like people do not want these war action movies right now. They don't want to see they they don't you know what they want to uh, honestly they want to see World War One or World War Two. Yeah, they don't want to see Vietnam. They don't want to see uh, the what uh, 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 Desert Storm. They don't want to see the Iraq Afghanistan wars. They don't want to see those. Yeah, I mean, maybe they want to see Vietnam here. No, and there, I think depending. I think you're wrong. I think I think Vietnam is still a a hit war. They don't want to see. Uh, they don't want to see the Korean War. They don't want to see. Well, I think um, I think people. I think most of them. I I think they don't want to see wars from the '90s and on. I I listen. It is just a a huge litany of box office bombs. Your jarheads that uh, they don't want to see these post 1990 wars as action mm-hmm. movies. These genuinely do not do well and it just doesn't promise the light fun that a plane promised back in january and yeah and also it's open road and at this point open road really seems like it's just there to put out these liam neeson movies and mm-hmm. um the, the this this one feels like god it could total dump total dump i mean it could make like less than two million, honestly. There's just no audience. There's just no audience share for it. I mean, I do think that the machine, mm-hmm. the, the machine audience would go see a Gary Butler movie. The machine audience probably saw Plane, right? You know, um, yes. But the Fast X audience saw Plane as well. I mean, that's the thing is that this dropping second weekend of Fast X is insane. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and it's one of the action movies that feels more like a drama than a fun yeah. action movie. And 
that's always been a tough sell, but I think more and more these days, you got to promise fun to get people to go out to a theater or you have to promise a movie. That's great. And Kandahar is not going to be a great movie. You know, this is not going to be no. platoon or something. This is going to be a relatively bad movie. That's also dreary. And that is mm-hmm. just poison at the box office. All right. Well, let's do our top fives. Let's then, do Pat. it. Let's do you do want it. to go first? You want me to go first? Um, why don't you go first? I'll give you the okay. honor of going first. Lovely. Little Mermaid number one slam doink. Slam I mean, doink. the slam doinkiest of all slam doinks. Yep. I said 120 for the weekend, three day, and then 155 for the four day. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it goes higher, but that's going to be what I'm saying at the moment. Great. Number two, Fast X, of course. I also think this is a slam doink. Now, I think it's probably going to have more of like the blockbuster type uh, drop. I don't think it's going to do a Guardians 3 sort of drop here. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to say it's going to make about 27. So we're looking at high 50s to 60% Yeah, drop here. Yeah, you're looking at like 60 at at that rate. Yeah. Yeah. Number three, Guardians. Mm-hmm. I also think is a slam doink, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I think this one, too, is going to I think this one is going to continue to drop pretty slow. I think it could drop in the I could drop 50 percent. So mm-hmm. I, I think it's going to probably make about 17, maybe something like that. Mm-hmm. Could go a little bit higher, too. I mean, people like this movie. Surprise, surprise. People like a Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. Number Got to do it. Here's where here's where we're going to do it, because Austin, we've talked ourselves into this, that I think the machine is going to make at least seven million dollars in its three day. Wow. Right. So it could go up as high as 10 in its four day. Mm -hmm. Right. Then I think, man, this is a tough one because. I think that about my father is gonna come in next <gasps> here because <gasps> I I just don't think Kandahar is gonna make any money. Well, you're forgetting a big one though. You're forgetting the forgetting? other big Italian at the box office. Forget. Man I said about my father. No, forget. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, Super Mario Bros. Yes. Oh, 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 yeah. Oh, okay, oh, sorry. Oh. Oh, 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 move where the food is. Um, Super Mario Brothers movie. Yeah, you're right. That's definitely going to be number five. Yes, yes. So yeah. sorry, Super Mario, of course. The uh, yes, that that the yeah. And then I think about my father probably is under that. Yes, yes. And 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 then Kandahar, I think, makes two million maybe yeah i think i think something like this weekend evil dead or john wick or book club could end up beating kandahar's opening weekend i mean it's it's just gonna be it's a, it's gonna be a possible. shit show for kandahar i mean i've got the exact same top five um okay you know my my number one little mermaid i think it's gonna do 133 day 174 day i think it's gonna be big okay uh, same thing. I mean, Fast X number two is going to have a giant drop. I mean, it could end up making like 23, 24 million. I mean, this drop could be very precipitous because people yeah. like Guardians more. They're still going to see Mario. The machine is going to siphon away 
Fast X Bros. Um, yeah. And then uh, number three, Guardians. Number four will be The Machine. And listen, okay, this could go nuts and make like nine or ten in a three day. Who knows? Who knows what the audience is for this movie? And you know what? Listen, he's not my cup of tea, this guy, Burt Kreischer. Mm-hmm. But comedy needs to make a comeback. Yes. It truly does. And I think if you can get $9 million, $10 million worth of people to see this movie, I mean, strays could be huge. No hard feelings could be really big. What is the what is the other one? The It's not, God, I, it's not Road uh, Well, there's Joyride. Joyride. There's Joyride, yep. Joyride could be a little sleeper. I mean, comedy needs to make a comeback. And if it starts here, then that's that's good. It's only good. It's only good. Yeah. I mean, listen, it's going to be very interesting on our next episode to review how these movies did. And we'll be talking about is Burt Kreischer a new comedy movie star? It is possible Mm -hmm. this weekend starts to put him in that realm. So very exciting weekend. Very I exciting. I can't wait to see how this all shakes out. And God, I mean, I'm sort of talking myself into, do I have to see the machine in theaters? You have to see the machine. Uh, here's the thing. I don't have to see it this weekend, but if this movie opens to double digits, I think I may have to see it at some point in theaters. Here's, here, here's what we'll say. If this movie makes mm-hmm. in its four day, uh-huh. Over $10 million. We go see the machine. Okay. Done. The BO boys go put our money where our mouths are. And we, when we, we sit through this movie. Yeah. And we eat the oldest hot dogs that that theater. has. We ask, what's the oldest hot dog you got? Absolutely. Yeah. What's the one from yesterday or from a week ago? Yeah. The one that's like under the roller. Yes. It got caught. Yeah. 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 And they have to go in there with a fork and it's, it's dangerous to even get that hot dog. It's dangerous for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. It's dangerous to eat. It's dangerous to try and, and, and fish out. Yeah. They're going to have to have the, 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 the kid with the smallest hands. Yeah. Yeah. And we will, we will eat those hot dogs that are held with the tiny hands. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So if that movie makes 10 million in the four day, we are seeing the machine. We're eating that hot dog. Uh, absolutely very exciting all right clayton i mean obviously email us we love getting your emails the bo boys podcast at gmail.com we're youtubers so subscribe smash that like button smash that subscribe button follow us on social media at the bo boys pod thank you want to be intern christopher for killing it mm. of course with the clips and give us five stars on apple Podcasts and tell everyone you know to listen to the bo boys we are now, we talked about how April was the biggest month in the history of the B.O. Boys. Guess mm-hmm. what? Guess friggin' what? May what? is now about to be the biggest month in the history of the B.O. Boys. The numbers are there. The box mm-hmm. office is there. The numbers don't lie. The show is bigger than ever. So thank you, Wanna B.O. Boys, Wanna B.O. Girls, Wanna B.O. People people for supporting the show and tell your friends and family to become part of the bo boys clayton i think that's it that's all i got we definitely did it pat and i don't think there's anything left to say no except for oh until next time 
will, will smell you at, at the, the bar. bar.